Listener Production. US stocks grind higher into record territory. And Aussie shares are expected to open higher on Thursday and are now within 95 points of its record high. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 21st of December. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, an unspectacular set of figures that we're looking at as we record just after six o'clock. But the uh, point is that these, these markets seem to have a pretty firm foundation. We've got the NASDAQ up 0.4%, the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 up by around 0.1%, all indices uh, moving into record territory. The Russell 2000 is the, of course, measure of smaller organizations. It has done quite well. It's up by around 0.8%. And the flattering thing for these markets is at least it's not revealed in these numbers is that they started off at a deficit. They did, Tom, and the market is looking quite extended at the moment, isn't it? We're now into our 10th straight day of gains, potentially. We're fairly flat at the moment, and of course, we are in overbought territory at the moment. The melt-up continues into Christmas. We've got the Santa rally underway, and also aiding the lift in shares is the continuing decline in US Treasury yields. So we saw the 10-year US Treasury yield down four basis points to 3.88%. It's near its lowest level since late July. The two years down by six basis points to 4.38%. And that's not far off the lowest level since May. So continuing to see a decline in those bond yields, that's supporting tech shares, which are performing strongest today. And of course, we have seen the chances of a US economic soft landing improve with some data as well. Indeed. So I suppose you've got General Electric hitting a record high. You've got the bellwethers like Caterpillar hitting a record high. So all of these coincident factors are coming together to paint a rather rosy picture. And you point out what is going on with interest rates. So this is not to be underestimated, this type of thing. So 30-year fixed mortgage rates have fallen to their lowest level since June. They're effectively down by about a quarter of a percent uh, over the course of uh, the last couple of weeks. That's a very powerful influence, isn't it, Ryan? It is, and it's feeding into consumer confidence. So we got the latest update from the conference board overnight for December, and consumer confidence rose from 101 in the month of November to 110.7 in the month of December. That was the biggest lift since early 2021, and we have seen an improvement in confidence on the back of falling inflation and expectations for lower interest rates next year. And we're all about linkages here, aren't we, Ryan? So existing home sales in the last month rose by 0.8% to 3.82 million units. So the point is that the month before, you had the lowest outcome in that measure since August 2010. So that drop in interest rates, that improvement in consumer confidence that you've just mentioned, people moving back into the housing market, they've got a slightly better mindset. You're talking about soft landings. These are all things that analysts look at very carefully, aren't they? They do. And that follows residential housing starts, which we mentioned yesterday, surged in November to a six-month high. So we're starting to see a bit of a turnaround in the housing market. That feeds into that wealth effect, the feel-good effect. Share prices are lifting. And of course, the consumer is being supported at the moment on the back of that. So it's always good to provide a counterpoint. And uh, last night, it came in the form of FedEx reporting their quarterly earnings. So this stock has taken a belting on the back of these numbers, down 11% as we record. So they came in short of expectations, both at an EPS level and a revenue level. So their earnings per share 
at $3.99. The market was looking for something closer to $4.20. Revenue was light as well at $22.2 billion. The market was looking for $22.4. However, they uh, had a pretty downbeat outlook, said uh, they're anticipating sluggish growth in the medium, in the near term. Uh, they lowered their guidance to flat revenue from low uh, single digits. What do you make of that? Well, the market didn't react well to FedEx's result, obviously. Diminishing profits, it's seen as a bellwether for the US economic outlook, and the result heightened concerns about a possible economic slump. So that really did cap gains particularly for the S&P 500, which had performed quite well prior to this. And we had seen shares of Google parent Alphabet jump 3% on reports the company's planning to reorganize a large part of its advertising sales units. So that has supported the part of the S&P 500, but also the, the NASDAQ is up. We have seen other stocks like Meta Platforms and Amazon's shares up around 0.6% as bond yields have fallen. Some economists are forecasting a mild recession in the US last year on the back of the big 500 basis points plus worth of rate hikes. And while things look rosy at the moment, of course, the full effects or the lagged effect of those rate hikes are still to feed through more fully to the economy as yet. And that may be a possibility next year, but markets aren't seeing that at the moment. That said, they are pricing in aggressive rate cuts in May and March of next year. So the way you'd probably flesh this out is that they are now running in to that period ahead of the next quarterly earnings season. They are excited about rates being lower, but you're going to have to see the proof in the pudding in terms of the way that companies are navigating a pretty interesting set of circumstances, but at least they seem to be improving in the macro picture. So moving along to Europe, Tom, what we saw last night was a big focus on UK inflation. And the result there influenced the US Treasury market last night and, and bond markets globally as well. We saw the annual rate of increase in UK consumer prices drop to 3.9% in November from 4.6% in October. It was the lowest reading since September 2021. It was driven by a fall in petrol prices. We also saw core and services measures of inflation closely watched by the Bank of England. They do remain very elevated, though. I might add that core inflation's at 5.1% and services inflation's at 6.3%. The market, in response to this, is now pricing in fully a Bank of England rate cut by May 2024 and sees a 50% chance of a cut by March. And we did see the pound shed almost half a cent against the US dollar on the back of this. So, I they're think getting that, excited, aren't they're they? They're getting very excited. I think the fact that you're seeing core inflation over 5%, services inflation over 6%, suggests that the Bank of England has a lot of work to do still, or at least it'll keep interest rates elevated for an extended period. But we did see the UK FTSE 100, the benchmark index in the UK, up by 1% on the back of this. That's right. The French market was only barely in positive territory, up by around 0.1%. The German DAX just in negative territory. There was a moderation in German producer inflation as well, which... Uh, uh, I suppose, as you rightly point out, made a little bit of a difference in terms of European interest rates edging lower. They did. And the other big focus last night continued to be on oil prices. So we saw the US oil NYMEX price or WTI, West Texas Intermediate, up by 1.9% at one stage, continuing to lift on the back of those concerns about the Red Sea disruptions in particular. But at the same time, we did see some data from the US government around crude inventories, Tom. Wasn't it great to see these numbers, Ryan? Uh, there was a 2.9 million barrel build uh, when it came to US oil inventories. They were looking for a drawdown of almost 2.3 million barrels. 
and uh, oil prices just gave up their gains as a result. Well, it's an interesting point. Inventories in the key storage hub of Cushing in Oklahoma swelled to the highest since August, and US production hit a record of 13.3 million barrels per day last week. So ample supply, keeping a lid on oil prices. The US oil NYMEX price, as we speak, is only up by 0.4% to 74.22 US dollars a barrel. Generally, what we saw last night was a little bit of a dip in gold futures. They were down 0.2% to 2047.70 US dollars an ounce. Iron ore futures lifted 0.1% to 134.85 US dollars a tonne. And, of course, what we are seeing there is Chinese steel mills continuing to restock ahead of the winter months, and we've got the Chinese New Year in February. The futures are pointing to only the slightest of gains where the local share market's concerned this morning, up by around 0.1%. But we're actually doing quite nicely as far as the uh, last couple of days have been concerned. And indeed, we're up by around 6.3% so far this month, Ryan. If this keeps on, we'll be posting the best monthly performance of the year. That's awesome. What a way to finish the year. The Aussie dollar has lifted from 67.57 US cents to 67.78 US cents, currently trading at 67.6 US cents, Tom. Lovely wrap up, Ryan. Thank you very much for uh, your company this morning, dear listeners. We'll catch you again tomorrow morning. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.